0: Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle. I work with Dwayne Bussey with Bolt Marketing. Grains are all in the red this morning. We have the livestock futures trading mixed. And let's start off, Dwayne, talking about the corn market. More new contract lows here. Is this all fun and technical selling or are farmers in selling too?
1: You know, I think farmers are selling a lot more than I thought they would at these prices. Um, I'm getting more text message and phone calls from producers uh, in our book of business saying that you know, I've got this amount of bushels in town, I'm paying storage, I need to stop that storage and I got interest costs. So I want to sell it and buy it back somehow. So I think you're getting a lot more farmer selling once we flip the calendar to January than I thought we were going to get. You mix farmer selling with fund selling last week and maybe funds are still selling today and there's no buyers out there to really stop it. So that's why it's been so hard and so fast here. But yeah, I think there's farmer selling.
0: And the funds selling, perhaps because we have crude oil down over $3 today, it feels like a risk off day.
1: I think that's a very good point. You know, you always got to watch that crude oil market, the equity markets, because, you know, day to day, you know, fundamental news doesn't change in corn, right? So you got to look at those money flow factors. And yeah, crude down 340 as we speak, that's a really hard day. Uh, Saudi Arabia announced they cut their prices of their exports, I guess, to the the European countries. So that really sent the crude oil down hard last night. And yeah, we followed suit with the corn market.
0: Yeah. And so now that we've hit new contract lows again in corn, where's Mm -hmm. the next area of support on the charts?
1: I guess what I did is I looked back at continuous charts of corn and the December contract got as low as 447 and we're in that low 450 range. So I, that's the number I'm watching right now. I, I don't think we have to go lower than that, but I guess, you know, if farmers keep selling, it, it does put pressure on the market. So, but yeah, 447 is where I'm looking for the next support. And I, I think that holds Michelle, you know, later in the week we have a USDA report, so You'd think you'd see some profit taking and short covering which should mean a pop in the corn market when the funds are this short.
0: Yeah, I know there's some speculation the report might be a bit bearish, but when you go in this bearish um, and lean in this short going into a report, hopefully that'll hold us. New lows for the move in the soybeans, though. Let's talk about that one because, you know, is that risk off here with the outside markets in addition to what the rains just keep falling in Brazil?
1: I think it's the three things. Yep. Uh, better rains in Brazil over the weekend. Again, technical selling after we broke that 1262 area last week, the the chart, I remember noting to my uh, clients, I'm like, there isn't much for support anymore. So now down we go. So you got technical selling, fundamental selling, and, and still maybe some farmer selling there too. I, I think, you know, so many guys wanted to hold into the, the new year for probably tax purposes, but Now, if you don't give them a bullish story, why they have to hang on to their grain, they want to sell it. So it's almost kind of panic selling. It's kind of surprising me a little bit here. You know, next support there, man, I I got a small, tiny little gap on on the March contract at 12, uh, I think it's about 1215. So uh, that's quite a bit lower than here, Michelle. I don't think we have to go down that low, but I can't give the market a bullish reason why we have to go higher either. So maybe path of least resistance is part of all the selling too.
0: Yeah, and interestingly enough, the funds are now short in the soybean market, aren't they, Dwayne? They
1: they are, Michelle, and they're normally not short. Um, they normally like to be long that market. They maybe go flat and then wait a while and start to buy it back again. Now, they they are short at times, but those times are short, Michelle. If you look back, it's when ending stocks are 400, 500 million bushels. We got to remember our ending stock is pretty tight in soybeans. And I think last time I was on with you, I talked about the crush capacity increasing domestically here. Our crush capacity. Uh, so far this year has been up four to five percent so if we're going to crush more than we think with these prices drop too far let's say china steps in and says well at that price we'll get a few more purchases in here we don't have a lot of beans to offer so i i'm trying to talk bullish about a really bearish market trade action we're seeing today soybeans to me should find support first but like i said on the chart pattern right now i don't have it for a while so i understand the selling.
0: Yeah. And you would have thought maybe we would have got some end user buying with this pullback in prices. But what is China just looking at the Brazil situation now, maybe stabilizing at least? Or, you know, the confusing part is, is we've seen a lot of down private downgrades of that crop there in Brazil.
1: Yeah, you're right. Uh, I I think what it does, it goes back to, I think it was December 19th is the last time we saw a daily sales soybean announcement. I can't remember if that was the unknown or China, but let's just assume that was China. Ever since then, you know, the weather's kind of changed, right? Brazil's gotten better rains. But you're right, as these rains finally started falling in the north areas, the northeast areas of Brazil, where it's so dry, actually, all the private forecasts come out are cutting their production. So it's a little too late for a lot of that. But i think you know it's up to china right uh, they're gonna drive this bus and if they think if they're comfortable with the brazil crop size or say the south america crop size combined in general and they don't buy any from us that path of least resistance makes it go lower there's actually even a little bit of trade talk and rumors this morning that china's in there canceling some of the previous purchases they've had from us which would be a smart and kind of china-like move to to cancel and make this market go all the way down to that support I mentioned. And then surprise, surprise, maybe step in and buy some more.
0: Oh, yeah. That's never happened before, has it? (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, the China cancellation certainly would spook the market here. So that's very likely, even if it was a rumor. So, you know, we heard rumors. Speaking of China, we heard rumors of China business in the wheat market on Friday, (laughs) which kind of gave us a little pop. So are we drifting today because we didn't get confirmation or is wheat kind of just following the rest of the complex?
1: Uh, probably a little bit of both there. Um, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did have some rumors of that on Friday and it made sense when you looked at the trade action, you know, last week, Wheat was the only thing that looked good on Friday. So I, I assume China was looking to buy. Remember they bought our wheat before and now we've dipped in price, but Yeah, we didn't get any of that confirmation this morning, and you got, like you mentioned, the outside markets, crude oil down hard, corn down hard. I I think it's too much. Wheat doesn't have that bullish story to stand up on its own, so it it followed everything else lower then.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of discouraging when uh, the dollar's pulled back like it is, and that usually is somewhat friendly for wheat okay the cattle market we've had a pretty good rally off of the lows here and we started off with this big opening this morning triple yeah. digit gains we had some higher cash on friday but it failed how concerning is that
1: that is concerning now the market's not closed yet so i, I can sit back here and say as long as we can get at, back up near the highest for like the february contract for today the market can still look good but boy the trade action isn't great we went right up looked very good. You know, we got this winter storm coming. Cash was better than anticipated last week. I see cutouts are up a little bit here at midday, Mm -hmm. but boy, we failed to make it through the 50-day moving average for the February contract. And I'm not sure the chart guys, if they're watching February or April right now, April did poke through the 50-day, but looks like it must be the February because, man, did we sell off and we couldn't get through that all the way back down. And we're starting to try to grind back up here now a little bit. I think the market should have very good support, Michelle mainly because we're below the cash market here and February's usually at a premium to cash this time of year and when you consider that and the winter storm we're having you would think it wouldn't really sell off anymore but it is a futures market if it was that easy we'd all probably trade it so.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But it's um, disheartening to throw that much bullish news at a market and see it kind of reverse there like that. And this yeah. is really the first winter storm that we've had here. I mean, these weights have been up at record highs, and certainly that should be supported, maybe not now, but at least longer term, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned those weights. And maybe that's why we the market can't rally much, because the right. weights are so heavy. I mean, these things are coming off as elephants right now from the feedlot. So even if we have a bad winter storm this week and weight gain doesn't happen, they're still gonna be above a year ago. And, you know, cattle on feed report shows were 3% higher on feed. So, you know, maybe the market doesn't have to rally, but something really important that I like to see is in the commitment of traders reports, the funds did not sell last week. Now they weren't a big buyer, but I kind of wonder if we didn't get to a point where they're just like, enough is enough. This market is still friendly and bullish. I mean, supplies are still tight, but you know, today too, we've mentioned the outside markets several times in this conversation. and it's hard for cattle to rally triple digits if the outside markets are negative.
0: So true. And um, obviously feeders are holding on to better gains with the lower corn. So I suppose yeah. that's part of that. The hog market, um, we came off of the contract lows. So the action that we had last week, because we had a higher weekly close. Was that just technical? Yeah. Or were we just so oversold, Dwayne?
1: I think it was mostly technical, Michelle. I mean, this hog complex in general, it's up triple digits, down triple digits, and you try to search for news and can't really find it. So I think as that market goes that direction, it's just more technical in nature all the time. Um, Hard to explain the day to day things. What I do with hogs, I kind of step back and look and it's yeah, you've got these wide swings back and forth, but in general, it's a pretty wide range that just goes sideways. And because of our big production we've got right now here in lackish exports, I don't see it rallying much. But, you know, I agree with a lot of people. I don't think you have to be below $70 either. So we just technically traded off the charts then.
0: Okay. Well, you got all your blue on today. The one bullish <laughs> thing is that, uh, you know, the Jacks winning the national FCS championship for the second year in a row. So that was pretty impressive.
1: It was great to see. Yep. Kind of proud of the boys. Good day to be a Jackrabbit for sure.
0: No, that's so true. Thanks for joining us. Uh, that is Dwayne Best with Boat Marketing. That is Markets Now.